character fiction from BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. My name is Brian Anthony Davis, the podcast producer here at BTSC. And you know, there's always so much to talk about when it comes to the Pittsburgh Steelers. But the inquiries surrounding the black and gold are definitely ever-evolving, especially this week with the Steelers watching a future Hall of Famer retire from the team, the courting of another future Hall of Famer to the current team, and the 20th anniversary of the demolition of a legendary home, Three Rivers Stadium. Those three happenings make me think of the Pittsburgh Pirates anthem from 1979 in so many more ways than just one. So here's a sample of We Are Family. We are family. Get up everybody and sing. Everyone can see we're together as we walk on by. And we fly just like birds of a feather. I won't tell no lie. All of the people around us, they say, can they be that close? Just let me stay for the record. We're giving love in a family dose. Now, you can ponder whether they are related here or not, or if I just wanted an excuse to listen to some disco. But anyhow, there is always so much to wonder about. BTSC tries to answer some of the poignant wonderings ahead of time, so take a listen to some bold statements on this and much more as we label them as fact or fiction. Will we be on point? Well, only time will tell. Fact or fiction number one. Three Rivers Stadium is the greatest venue in Pittsburgh sports history. Heinz Field and PNC Park are gorgeous stadiums that are loaded with features and amenities that highlight a picturesque city skyline as its backdrop. Forbes Field was a quaint and simple ballpark that was classic and modern all at the same time. The Oakland Orchard, as they called it, inspired the construction of more luxurious stadiums later on, much to what we know today. In fact, it even inspired Yankee Stadium. People reminiscing of the park dubbed the House of Thrills in 1959 talked about it being a perfect venue. Then there was Three Rivers Stadium. Definitely wasn't the nicest of the three. In fact, it was kind of a dump with little personality in comparison. The ashtray design, the water-stained turf, and the dreary concourse are definitely not missed these days. But there's plenty of nostalgia there for guys like me. Fans like me, male, female, they grew up there. Whether they were there in person or watched it on television, that's where they formed their love for Pittsburgh teams. Now I'm talking about the Pirates and the Steelers. I might even throw in the Penguins there too. You'll find out why. But the fact of the matter remains that what occurred there from 1970 to 2000 was absolute magic. The stadium hosted seven AFC championship games that led to four Super Bowl champions, eight NLCS, two World Series, and a Penguin Stanley Cup celebration that I even attended in 1992 when the Steelers won their second Stanley Cup, rainforced the parade into the stadium, and that house was a rockin'. I gotta tell you, with the 20th anniversary this week of the implosion of the stadium at the confluence of the Ohio, Monongahela, and the Allegheny, the memories of that park just kept flooding back. And it reminds us that you don't have to be pretty to be extraordinarily beautiful. Factor fiction number two. It will be a long time until the Steelers play in February once again. Fiction. 
You know, a lot of Steeler fans are under the impression that when Big Ben Roethlisberger leaves, and actually, probably, maybe at this very juncture, that the Steelers are in for a long and arduous rebuild. But last year's draft featured three players that the Steelers could build around in the persons of Chase Claypool, Alex Highsmith, and Kevin Dotson. Even CBSSports.com did a redraft of the 2020 draft, which the Steelers had no first-round picks. Well, in this redraft, three of these players, Claypool, Highsmith, and Dotson, were drafted in the first round in a fictional redraft. That means that the Steelers definitely have not forgotten how to draft players. Now, the season before, the Steelers acquired three players, Devin Bush, Deontay Johnson, and Minka Fitzpatrick, that arrived as part of a trade in some way, shape, or form. Sure, the salary cap situation is grave for the time being, but the Steelers haven't had a losing season since 2003 and have only seen their record fall below 500 a mere eight times in 50 seasons. The franchise knows how to compete. If the issues of 2020 find a way to get remedied, a few roster tweaks here and there, the Steelers improve upon their 12-4 mark, and a Super Bowl berth really isn't that far out of the realm of possibility. As for life after Ben, if the Steelers make the right investment at the quarterback position, there might not be a drought whatsoever, the likes of 1980 to 2004. Factor fiction number three. Teams do not need a running quarterback to win in the National Football League. Fact. We just saw a 43-year-old by the name of Tom Brady win the Super Bowl for the seventh time. Mr. Brady has never been accused of being fleet of foot. Not at all. In fact, Robert Reed, you know, the guy who played the famed patriarch, Mike Brady on the Brady Bunch. Well, that Mr. Brady might actually be faster than the five-time Super Bowl MVP, and he passed away in 1992. Sure, it's great to have a mobile quarterback, but Patrick Mahomes' mobility just kept him from being murdered against the staunch defense of Tampa Bay. The only quarterbacks that came closest to being considered runners to win that big one in the last 10 years would be Russell Wilson and Mahomes, and they are still known more for their passing ability. Probably the best running quarterback in the NFL is Lamar Jackson, and he is only 1-3 in the playoffs. The running quarterback is the wave of the future. We know that with the run-pass option, but it has not equated to many championships yet so far. Factor fiction number four. Marquise Pouncey's retirement leaves a bigger void than most fans think. Fact. Pouncey was a great player for the Steelers since being drafted in the first round by the Steelers in 2010. It could be argued that had the rookie center not been injured in the AFC Championship game against the Jets, that the Steelers would have won that Super Bowl against the Packers. I'm talking about Super Bowl 45. The nine-time Pro Bowl selection and twice All-Pro was not at his peak performance in 2020. But a, a better option was not and is still not on the roster. Where the Steelers will definitely feel even more of a loss is Pouncey is a vocal team leader in the locker room, on the sidelines, and on the practice field. Pouncey's retirement may even signal the close of Ben Roethlisberger's career before 2021. Once again, Pouncey is a future Hall of Famer, and this is a big, big void. Factor fiction number five. The Steelers signing J.J. Watt is a foregone conclusion. Fiction. Now, we talked about the theme, We Are Family, when we talked about Three Rivers Stadium, Marquise Pouncey, and now 
We're talking about it when we're talking about J.J. Watt, who's not even on the roster. But this is something that Steeler Nation has been talking about for a very long time now, and it actually could happen. The eldest Watt brother has asked for and received his release from the franchise that makes your Uncle Louie's pyramid scheme seem like a sound business model. The Houston Texans. Now, number 99 is free to go wherever he pleases. Everybody is assuming that J.J. will automatically join his brothers in black and gold in the Steel City. Unfortunately, it doesn't exactly work that way. It's just not that easy. Sure, the Watt brothers are very tight. But economics come into play here, and Justin James could be offered the kind of coin that the Steelers can't come up with under the cap and in the couch cushions. Teams like Cleveland and many others could pony up quite a bit. Now, last report was 12 to 14 teams have already reached out to J.J. Watt. Now, J.J. has had plenty of paydays in the league and seems to be financially well off because of endorsements his television career, and so much more. However, it comes down to what the three-time NFL Defensive Player of the Year values most. Does he want to be a winner? It seems like he does. Does he want to join his brothers and forsake more money for the sake of winning a championship with family? That's a possibility too. And that's what Pittsburgh Steelers fans are hoping for. But this could go in a direction that nobody ever expected JJ is taking the weekend to think about it. He's hoping to have a decision by next week. Hopefully, it's a black and gold decision. Well, are we on point or are we way off base? That's what Factor Fiction is all about, and your opinion counts too. For Factor Fiction, my name is Brian Anthony Davis, and that's.